Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I'm Doria Shafrir. And we are not experts. No, but we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And this is a mini episode where we hear from you, we share your comments and your thoughts, and we answer your questions to the best of our ability. Yes, but please remember, we are podcast hosts. We're not experts. We always encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a medical and or mental health professional as needed. And if you would like to reach us, which we do love, our voicemail number is 781-591-0390. You can also send us a text there and our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. And you can visit our website, forever35podcast.com, for links to everything we mentioned on the show. Follow us on Twitter at forever35pod. 
on Instagram at Forever 35 Podcast. Join the Forever 35 Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Forever 35 Podcast. The password is serums. You can also sign up for our newsletter at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter and shop everything we mention on the show that we endorse at shopmy.us slash forever35. Dare we say we endorious it? Oh, boy. (laughs) I mean, you could dare. You could dare to say that. You could. (laughs) I'm going to take Brene Brown's Uh, advice and dare greatly. And I am going to say endorious mint. Also, just a friendly reminder that um, we have a wonderful merch collab with the folks at Balance Bound. You can purchase the really both delightful and useful Dory's Hotel set, paper products, pencil set. That's all at balancebound.co slash shop slash forever35. And I did just want to note that we met our goal of $50,000 raised for our giving circle. I'm blown away. Me too. Me too. It's like, it's amazing. Thank you so much to everyone who donated. That money is going to go all towards local candidates in Pennsylvania come in the upcoming midterm election. So we are, we are extremely honored and and overjoyed at um, everyone's contribution. So thank you. Yes. Uh, so wonderful. I was hoping we would make our goal, but I didn't know if, if it was actually going to happen. So I'm just really happy. Well, it's a lot of money. Like that's a ton of it money a lot that of people money. donated. Like, it's a ton of money. I just, yeah. Well, Dory, shall we switch gears and talk about the very important topic of double hair washing? Yes, let us do that. Um, I also just want to note that I am having some microphone issues, so I'm not on my regular mic. So I apologize if I sound a little, I don't know, tinny or off. Um, But these things happen. All right. Yes, Kate, let us get into double washing. Yes, Dory and I are, we're having, it's a morning of technical difficulties, but you know, that is the... That's what it's like living on the edge, just recording a podcast. It's sometimes, you know, it it doesn't go as you planned. Yep, that's true. So, gotta gotta just adapt on the fly. Yeah, yeah. This is what a small business is about, right? (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Okay. So, we did receive um, this text message from a listener. They wrote, Hey, regarding the pod about hair washing. Double wash has saved my scalp. The first wash takes off products and the second wash is supposed to clean. My scalp is no longer itchy. It's still sort of flaky, but that has reduced also. I can now go three days between washes instead of two. I might have learned it from TikTok. I honestly don't remember, but I highly recommend, especially if people have scalp issues. Okay. I have to say, this surprises me because mm-hmm. I, I kind of assumed m- the more washing, the more irritated a scalp. Mm-hmm. But it turns out I for agree. this person, yeah, right, yeah. But hey, I guess it works for you. Okay, I would, I would be curious how other like sensitive scalps feel about a double wash. Yeah, same, same, same. 
All right, well, Kate, we have a text, a very important text. The word zhuzh was in the Saturday New York Times crossword this week, and I thought of you both. Amazing. Did you do that crossword, Dory? Did you do it? I haven't done that one yet. The Saturday is pretty hard, and I was away this weekend, um, so I'm a little... Yeah, and I did do the Sunday, though. And I was like, I'll come back to the Saturday. Okay, well, now you have been given one spoiler. I know. I know. A crucial spoiler. I like that people attribute the word zhuzh to like to us as if we've helped popularize like, a classic word. Well, we did. No, but I mean, I think it's because we just used it in the title of an episode. It, it's a Doryism. Wouldn't you argue zhuzh is a Doryism? I mean, sure, but like, isn't it? Isn't it a lot of other people? Don't a lot of other people use that word? <laughs> yes, yes, but in my worldview, it belongs just to you, just to me. Okay, okay, fair, fair enough, fair enough. Um, well, thank you, listener, for this uh, important, crucial text. All right, <laughs> we are going to hear um, another a voicemail. Hey, Kat and Dora, this is Molly from Minnesota. Long time, first time. I had to pause the pod when you were starting to talk about butter sculptures in the most recent episode. Here in Minnesota, as part of the state fair, we have a woman called Princess Kay of the Milky Way, and she's like a goodwill ambassador for the Midwest Dairy Association. Well, anyway, every year, this Princess Kay is crowned, and in part of her rain is that she gets her bust carved out of butter and it is displayed at the state fair and at the end of the fair she gets to keep it well anyway after you talked about butter sculptures i really felt that you needed to know that anyway bye okay yeah so first of all princess k of the milky way is like an actual thing that's crowned from what i've from what i understand and then the winner gets a butter bust amazing (laughs) can you like what a gift also then do you eat it (laughs) i don't know oh i don't know Uh, there's there's a lot of questions here (laughs) i do have a lot of questions about butter busts dory a friend Mm -hmm. did text you and um me this weekend and they had been at a party with butterboards yes Yes, they had. Yes, they had. And dare dare we say they were on board with the butterboard. It made me kind of feel like I need to try one. Well, it sounded like they at this particular party, um, they had both savory and sweet. Like a honey board, a honey butter board. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm, doesn't that sound good? I know. Now I've clearly come around... As we all knew I would, as Dory definitely knew I would, I've come around to a board of butter. I'm going to invite you over and make you one and see what happens. Okay. Okay. I'm on, I'm on board. I'm on board with that. Um, <laughs> great. <sighs> okay. Well, Kate, let's, um, let's take a little break and we'll be right back. 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me, let me just tell you why. Yeah, get oh, into okay, it. Do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no. I was just going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh God, like get this off of me. <laughs> No, thank once you. Once you once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast, but I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year, I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like, I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes, Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to 
become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or Think Like a Boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually... Actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince. But it was a little chilly out, so I threw on my cashmere hoodie. Also from Quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I, I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from thirty dollars. You got washable silk tops, really stunning fourteen karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. All right, we are back and a listener wrote, Hi, Kat and Dora, just heard Kate's question about whether any listeners have used Bumble BFF for making friends. I haven't, but I use something similar, an app called Patook. I met one of my best friends on that app. I think one advantage of an app like this is that it's much less awkward, for me at least, to ask someone out on a friend date because it's assumed that that's what people are there for. Personally, and granted, I'm quite reserved. I'm much shyer about asking someone I've met at a group activity to hang out outside of that group. On the downside, I think it's much harder to, quote, turn someone down as a friend 
in a way that doesn't feel really personal than it is to turn someone down as a potential romantic interest, even though in both cases, it's about the connection you feel with the person rather than some objective measure of their quality as a person. This is not specific to friend-making apps, but might be amplified in that context because you're putting yourself out there to meet a bunch of potential friends, and you're probably more likely to end up meeting some who aren't great friend matches than in situations where you're trying to make friends with people you've already met in person. This didn't become a concrete issue for me, but there were one or two cases where I was probably a mediocre friend because I wasn't feeling enthusiastic enough about the friendship. Thanks for all you do. Interesting. This brought me back to you and I taking our friendship from internet to IRL because you had moved to LA mm-hmm. and you were like, would you like to get a drink? And I said, yes. But we had never, I don't think we had ever really met in person prior to this. Mm-hmm. Right? We had not. Mm-hmm. So I, I was thinking about that step, that leap of like, Taking it from the because I've had this happen where you have an online friend and and the, not somebody I've met on an app, but someone I've met on well, yes, apps, but like Twitter, let's say, and meeting up IRL and feeling like oh, we connect better online than we do in person. Mm-hmm. Right, like mm-hmm. something about, but I don't know if that means you can't just also be friends online. Yeah, I don't know. These are all tricky tricky questions. And I feel like sometimes the friendship stuff is, is a little bit harder to navigate when you've been like set up as friends than it is romantically. I don't know. There's like less, there's almost like less of a roadmap in a way. Well, I will say like if a friend sets up two of their friends and they don't hit it off, it's, you're right. Like it, it kind of hits differently than if people don't have a romantic connection, right? Like we see more, mm-hmm. we see more for, forgiving of people when they don't hit it off romantically than when people don't hit it off platonically. And I think it should be treated similarly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The other question, Dory, I kind of wanted to pose to you is I was reading uh, the New York Times extensive article on like Meta's new you know, like a virtual world that they're creating where people can go and hang out as avatars using, you know, a virtual mm-hmm. reality headset. And I was just thinking about on like online friendships. And as we're talking about this, like making of friends, I think we've been talking about like meeting friends you meet face to face. But like, mm-hmm. how in this conversation about making friends, how do virtual and online friendships fit into the conversation? I wonder. This is also a great question. I don't know. Because there always seems to be like the heightening of like, if you really connect with a friend online, you eventually meet in person. But does that necessarily have to happen? Like, can friendships just exist virtually? Yes, I think I think I totally think they can. Okay. I totally think they they can. Do they have less value than a friendship that exists face to face? I don't think so. Well, I mean, we kind of, no, we kind of talked about this with Dr. Marissa Franco. I think it's, Mm -hmm. it's different, right? It's not that like one has more quote value than another. I think it's just, it's just a different type of relationship. Yes. And also there's like an ableism factor. I think that Mm -hmm. comes into 
looking at friendships. I mean, that, that's not something I have really fully given much thought to, which is my own um, thing I need to work on, honestly. Anyway, I'm in, I'm really interested in like the kind of way in which friendships are explored right now. I don't know. I, I, and maybe it's because I'm coming off of like weekends spent with old friends too, that I'm thinking a lot about these relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> well, Dory, we received another email with some advice. Where to make child-free friends in your 30s. All caps. Dog park. Child-free people in their 30s love to have a dog. They have time to spend chatting at the park, and it's an easy in for activities. Go for a hike with your dogs, take your dogs to a dog event in town, etc. This when I saw this come in, I was this was like a big duh for me. Like I was like, I can't believe I forgot to even mention this but of course a dog park like yes yes i feel like a dog park is a like romantic interest friendships enemies totally yes yeah like right if you want an enemy bring your dog to a dog park because you can find someone to beef with um that's so funny but like the dog park is dog dependent. Like what if you have a dog who's like, I don't want to make friends, <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, my dog, I, like we don't bring my dog to dog parks anymore because there was just like, there were, there were too many, too many wild cards. Like there's too much unpredictability. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do like so. this. I really like this idea a lot though. Even just kind of, I do feel like you become like friendly with the dog owners in your neighborhood just from like passing them on the street. Like you start to just kind of, you kind of get to know everybody and their animals a little bit. Well, I mean, when you have a dog who's like unpredictable, like Bo, you get to know the dogs based on the degree to which he freaks out when he sees them. It's like oh saw Bo the white is... dog today and and we're like oh gosh yeah and then we have one we call Bo Junior because he looks like Bo but he's like half the size it's like oh Bo Junior still lives here because Bo Junior used to live next door to us and then we moved but we, we only moved like three blocks away so we we see him still in the neighborhood we're like wow Bo Junior still lives here too there used to be a husky an infamous husky a husky has been gone for a while. It's just like, it's just, you know, you do. So like, I have a different perspective on this. <laughs> I'm like, yes, That's I know true. the dogs in I the do neighborhood. Like- I know which ones to avoid. <laughs> it's like, it's like your dog is on like the real housewives of dogs and they just are like always fighting. Yeah. My dog is just, he's just... He's just his own dog. (laughs) You know, that's fine. All right. Dory, um, let's take another break and we'll come back with a couple more voicemails from listeners. Okay, let's do it. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. 
not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm. Okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting-edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. All right, we're back with a voicemail. Hi, Kat and Dor. I am calling to leave a message because you've recently been talking a lot about Lilith Fair and concerts and just like music that makes you feel nostalgic. And I recently got tickets to see Tote the Wet Sprocket. Um, I guess their big hits were All I Want and Walk on the Ocean. Those were a few good ones. Um, but it was... Something that as soon as I saw they were coming to my town, I got tickets. And then when I heard about Dory discussing the duck, um, I thought it could potentially be a letdown and it would be something that I would go to and realize that I'm getting older and they're not singing as well and it maybe would be kind of cringy. Well, I went and I thought of you guys because it was more like Dory's hair experience in New York City. It was wonderful. Um, It made my heart so happy. And for like a split second, I felt like I was transported back to like 1994. (laughs) So I just wanted to call and tell you 
how good it feels sometimes to just like take yourself back to like a more carefree time. And I think music definitely plays a big part in just how we feel about some memories growing up. So um, if you guys have a chance to see Toad the Wet Sprocket, you were fans of them back in the 90s, I highly, highly recommend. Um, all right. Love you. Uh, talk to you guys soon. Oh, I mean, do you love this? I do. I, of course I love this. I, I love that. Um, like my haircut has now become this <laughs> like a uh, reference point for people, but I do love that. It was, it, it turned out to be like my haircut and not like the duck. It was not like a duck. Don't you, did you ever think that your grandfather's duck would become a podcast inside reference? Kate, I did not. I truly did not. Papa and the puppy and the duck. Papa and the duck. Papa and the duck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this is wonderful to hear. This is really wonderful to hear. I, you know, I will say one of my pet peeves, and I'm curious to hear what other people think of this. But one, of, and I, I can't remember if I've talked about this before. One of my pet peeves is like when you go to see a band, like a classic band. Let's say a band whose biggest hits were in the '80s or '90s. And they've released, they've subsequently released albums that very few people listen to. And you go to see them in concert and most of the concert, they play these songs that no one knows. And then like the last like three songs, they'll play their hits. And you're like, okay, I get it. Like you want people to stay for the whole concert and hear your kind of bad songs. (laughs) Like no one cares about or knows, but I find that very irritating. (laughs) Thought. Dory, uh, I a hundred percent agree. And I have gone to some well, like when you and I went to see New Kids on the Block, Rick Astley, and Vogue, and Salt and Peppa. And like they played, they played the, the hits. hits and only yes. the hits. And only the hits. And and as you and I discussed, we were like, that was a genius concert, and it was called the mixtape tour. And the way they set it up was so smart that it wasn't like an opener and then another opener and then new kids. Everything was mixed together. So everyone just got to play their hit songs. It was so good. I think new kids played like one song that I was like, what is this? But everything else was the hits. So thank you, new kids for getting it. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. And I do think a lot of these like old nineties and eighties acts are doing this where they tour as a group and they just play the hits because it's yes. like, you know, we're all honest here. Like, we want to hear those two Toad the Wet Sprocket songs. I want to hear All I Want and Walk on the Ocean. I don't know what else I would want to hear. And I had that album. Walk on the Ocean. I mean, that was such a good song. Such a good song. Oh. You know what would be... Such a good song. You know what would be a great, like, 90s bill is um, Toad the Wet Sprocket, mm-hmm. Gin Blossoms... I was hoping you were going to go there. Deep Blue Something. Breakfast at Tiffany Singers? Breakfast at Tiffany. <laughs> letters to Cleo. Oh, Letters to Cleo was a little too alternative, I think, for this lineup. Okay, okay. What like, about I the people do... who sing this, the Kiss Me song? Kiss oh, me. Oh, yes. Um, behind the boop, none the boop, boop, Yes. That is Sixpence None the Richer, right? No, they sang there. I think you goes. might be right. 
Oh, they oh, did I sing Kiss song. Me. They sang, they did sing Kiss Me. Sixpence None the Richer is a perfect, perfect band for this bill, Kate. Can I add one more band to the lineup? Yes. Okay. It's the band James and they come out at the end and they just play the song laid no, and then they no. walk off uh-uh. and that's it. No. <gasps> what? Kate, that's the Brit best pop. song of the nineties. They're Brit pop. They can't be on this bill. That's a totally different genre. This is more like, this is like North American gentle rock. Yes. Okay. Okay. James is on a different bill. I, I agree with you. James should be on a bill, but not on, not in this tour. This is a different tour. Okay. <laughs> I see where you're going with this. I'll pull off letters to Cleo. I'll pull off James. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, oh, man. Mm, those were the days. They really, they were and they weren't. I'll put it that way. <laughs> you know, it's true. It's true. I'm remembering it fondly through rose-colored glasses. That's definitely for sure. Yes, totally. Um, all right. We have one last voicemail. Hi, Kat and Dor. So something that I think about a lot, like it keeps me up at night, it haunts me, is on a previous episode about applying serums at night. My jaw just dropped when Kate just casually mentioned, oh, I just sleep on my back to avoid serums seeping into my pillow. Like, of course, this is the goal, but just how casual, like how easy it is for you. Please teach us your ways. Signed, I got a special indented pillow, and I still don't understand how people sleep like this. Ah, please, again, teach us your ways. Thank you. Bye. Well, I just remember, um, I just remember, like, when we started this podcast and I think we were talking about sleeping on your back and I sort of trained myself to sleep on my back and then I got pregnant and you're not supposed to sleep on Oof. your back. You're supposed to sleep on your side. And then I had to like untrain myself. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's just pretty funny. Uh, so, Here is what I think the missing piece is, listener, is that you bought the pillow to train your head, but you don't have anything training the rest of your body. So when I decided to, I'm a side sleeper by nature, and I'm talking like a true side sleeper. I had never slept on my back. The thought of it like horrified me, but I changed, I think maybe because of skin, but also because of snoring. And yes, it's great to get a pillow, but I also got a leg pillow, like the kind that you might get, um, I don't know, like getting a massage. Like it's it's actually like flat on one side and curved on the other. It's a leg pillow. I'm not talking one of your regular head pillows that you shove between your legs. I'm talking a pillow that you prop your leg, like a, I'll send, I'll show a link. Okay. We'll have a link, but a leg pillow. And then you're going to want to literally wedge yourself on the sides. I put I put pillows yeah. on the side of me so that my arms are kind of like resting. So I'm almost in like a coffin in my bed <laughs> that I think has trained me, I know. You're a vampire. You? <laughs> I'm a vampire. <laughs> 
So those things, those things really helped, like really kind of wedging my body into that position. And then I was talking to friends about it this weekend. And one friend was saying that she finds sleeping on her back very vulnerable, like, because it's just you're just kind of open Mm. to the world. And I do think an eye mask helps. I have this Lunia eye mask and it's, it's, it's not heavy, but it feels kind of grounding to me. And I think that's also part of it. Like you want your body to feel secure because something about being in the fetal position feels very comfortable and cozy and being on your back is like, mm-hmm. it's very open. So yeah. I would think about not just your head, but I think we have to think about positioning our whole body as we sleep. Also, I think the other reason I did it was for back pain and it really, really helped my back pain switching to sleeping on my back. And I still mm-hmm, flip mm-hmm. in the night and I often end up on my side, but um, I do start off on my back and I do stay that way, I think for a while. So that's how I did it. I didn't mean to be flip and make it sound like it was easy. It wasn't. And I was like, I never thought it would be possible, but here I am. Wow. Yep. Just inspiring the masses with my back sleeping, you know, mm-hmm. just uh, a real role model. <laughs> well, you know, Dory, this has been uh, a challenging episode because we were met with lots of technical difficulties, but that only made it sweeter in the end. Indeed. And we did. We, we, we got to the end. So thank you all for bearing with us. And hopefully we will uh, resolve our technical difficulties before the next episode. <laughs> <Record>. <laughs> all right, everybody. Bye.